Today's reading comes from Luke chapter 17, chapter 7, verses 18 through 30. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and restored sight to many who were, who were blind. Then he told John's, dis, John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was, was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have seen and who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet, even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. The one who is to come has come. John the Baptist is well aware of all that has been taking place. Now John and his disciples raise the question of Jesus' identity. John had already announced the coming of the righteous one. In asking the question, John has not seen anyone that compares with the power and the judgment of which he has talked about. After all, he asked Jesus if he is the Messiah or if we should expect someone else. Were John and his disciples seeking confirmation of Jesus' anointing? Did they have misgivings about where the fire and judgment had gone from Jesus? Or was John opening the door for Jesus to declare to his disciples his true identity? In verse 21, Luke responds to this question from John by saying that people were being cured of their diseases and illnesses, evil spirits were being cast out, and the blind had their sight restored. Following, in verse 22, Jesus responds with his own response. He says, tell John what you have seen and heard. Those words are so key, what you have seen and heard. The blind have received their sight, the lame, the paralyzed are walking, lepers have been cleansed of their leprosy, not just healed, but cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, 
and the poor have good news preached to them. The mission of the kingdom, which Jesus had announced in Nazareth, has begun. Good news to the poor, release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, liberty for the oppressed, and the year of, the jub the year of jubilee. Now you have seen and heard what Jesus proclaimed. He is fulfilling the role of the one who is to come. Not even John the Baptist can set the terms for the kingdom of God, which God reveals in Jesus. Jesus testifies to John as the fulfillment of the prophecy in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. The message before my face, who shall prepare the way for me? That is the quote that Jesus shares when he responds about, uh, to John's question. Um, in reflection upon who John is. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare the way for you. And so as John has prepared the way, he is looking for that clarification of Jesus's identity. John's greatness is that the last and the greatest of the prophets before the kingdom of God is John. Now that John has traversed his course, it is time for him to step aside as Jesus inaugurates the kingdom of God. Jesus doesn't do this on his own, however. The Holy Spirit has anointed Jesus to make this new age of the kingdom. Now the least in the kingdom will be even greater than John because God has begun a new thing in his mission. Here the faithful are not the religious leaders who have rejected God's plan. They've not been baptized. They did not repent. Here the faithful are the people, even the tax collectors, who submitted to God through the repentance and the baptism that John offered. They are the people who John has raised up for Jesus as Jesus continues now to herald and to inaugurate God's kingdom. Just as Jesus had a very clear identity, he was the Messiah, he is the anointed one, that he received from his father, so God has given you an identity. You are daughters and sons of the Most High God. You are God's children. After spending the past 10 days or so with our daughter's family in Chicago, it has been a joy playing with and observing their three children. Their children are so loved by their parents. Even with an occasional rebellious outburst, they really want to do what their parents want them to do. They are obedient to their parents because of this loving relationship that they have with their parents. Their parents have established this with them. This is not something these children have earned or merited. It has just been, it has just been gifted to them from their parents. And it is amazing to see. God's love for you draws out the same sort of response. 
We want to be obedient, living and loving as our Father who has called us his children, has adopted us as his children, and has given us such undeserved but greatly appreciated love. This is the kind of relationship that creates a response of obedience. It is a gift to be loved by God like this. And it is an earthly gift to be loved by parents like this. So how clearly is your identity formed by God and his love for you, that relationship which he established for you? How clearly is that identity in you? How clear is that identity in you? Or is your identity more influenced by the world? The desires, the pleasures of the world. As you reflect on this, I think the one thing that I would want to say to you is this. Remember, in your baptism, you were claimed. You are now called a child of God. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God.